Yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. He ought to know it's illegal. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within ten yards of it. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I'm your host, Kyle, for this week, and I'm here with my co-hosts, John and Justin. Say hello. Hello. Well, no, because you just told me. I will not have you tell me what to do. (laughs) And you didn't wait ten seconds either. Sure. Alright, it was it was like eight. Okay. I think we can handle eight. Like my thing popped up as recording and then you were like eh. <laughs> Oh. Well my I didn't I wasn't watching the recording part. Mine says nine minutes. Yeah, we've been on we've been on the, the Skype chat for nine minutes. <laughs> well the Carry bar on. is now open. Welcome to episode number thirty six. Today is December nineteenth, twenty twenty two. Uh, see, I tried to throw a fast one there. Today is 19 December 2022. There you go. All right, Justin, do you got a movie for Has Kyle Seen It? No. <laughs> well, I do, because I have been asking a bunch of people about this movie, and Apparently, I am the only person that has ever seen it, and that would it's be not Santa with muscles, is it? I'm no, it's not that goddamn movie. <laughs> Telling you, next Christmas, not gonna. It's happen. gonna be the Brave Little Toaster. Who hasn't seen that? A fucking a lot of people. Apparently, they all think I'm crazy. They're liars. No, like, I mean, the seventy-seven year old. I mean, they're all older gentlemen, but. Well, do you think Kyle's seen it, Justin? Probably. I'm going to say no. Kyle, have you seen The Brave Little Toaster? Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember it's like, it's one of those movies where I watched it when I was little. And like, Super this, frightening. I, yeah, I was like, this is pretty <laughs> fucked up. Like, even when I was little, I was like, this is not. Blanky. <laughs> it's a very also, dark Disney. I'm pretty sure there's one Disney movie. I think it's this one where like they're like flying by in a zip line, and there's a they're going past a bunch of windows, and one of the artists like put in a naked lady like in one of the windows, but you could only see it if you pause. But then it was like a big deal when they had to remaster it and they had to like cut it out. I think there's something like that with this movie. Oh, I don't know what there's something like that, that in every Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess that's it for Has Kyle Seen It. You had nothing, Justin? No. I've been busy. <laughs> well, I guess I win this week, huh? Yeah, congratulations. You get a fucking treat. I win. I knew he'd seen it. True. Uh, I didn't so think he did. John loses. What else is fucking Sorry for swearing so much. I couldn't swear on... The episode we recorded last night, or tried not to at least, but nobody gave me that memo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. But anyways, throughout the show, after I had already sworn a few times. So a little bit of follow up to our discussion. I believe it was last week about Jingle All the Way, and nah, when, it, when it three weeks ago was it? Well, yeah. whatever it was, where exactly does the movie fall? And it does take place on Christmas Eve. There's a scene when Arnold is getting ready to run to the office, so he says to get the Turbo Man, and 
his wife goes, but it's Christmas Eve. And he's like, I know, I know, I'll be back. Wait, you you guys didn't think it took place in Christmas Eve? No, I said it should be a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, yeah. Parade threw me off. It's been years since I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah could, the parade part is, yeah. We couldn't I mean, quite pinpoint exactly when it takes place. Yeah. I mean, so. the whole thing is like, isn't it like he needs to get the uh, – Ultraman or Turbo Man or whatever. Turbo Man. Like, yeah, that day. Okay. Yep. So. So yeah, that that's our follow up to that. Yeah, and then um, so also on Friday was Joe Bob's Ghoul Tide get together, and uh, I watched this, and the two movies were Don't Open Till Christmas, which is just a super schlocky. So bad it's good slasher movie from the seventies. Um and then the second one was a Christmas horror story which came out a few years ago. William Shatner. It's like it's kinda like trick or treat or it's like anthology ish. Actually I need to finish like the last half an hour because, you know, this thing was like six hours total, so by the time it was like two AM by the time the ending of the second movie came, so I fell asleep. But Did you buy anything in the auction? Uh, no, but they they had some fun stuff, and it, it was actually great because uh, during the breaks when uh, him and Darcy would co- talk, they filmed a bunch of like spoof commercials for the stuff mm-hmm. in the auction, and they're all really funny. Um, there were some cameos and stuff in that, and um, there's one where like they're I guess they're doing a Valentine's Day special this year or next mm-hmm. year, and whoever won that auction is um going to get married on that one and joe bob will be the uh, pastor as cool as that sounds no what i'm good you're yeah no all right uh we actually no deaths that i know of not movies that yeah I not saw. yeah the only one i seen was the um the dj from the ellen show that yeah. killed himself, but condolences I, to his family, I guess. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, just the fact that we have a section that's just deaths is. Uh, well, I mean, geez, the last the last three weeks it was like three people each week. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, we still have uh, people dying. Let's see, one twelve days left of the year, and there's probably going to be like five or six more. Yeah, I mean, Betty is, White. Kicked it on uh, New Year's Eve, so you never know yeah. what can happen. A lot of people always kick it on New Year's Eve. They're just like, you know what, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I did hear a, a, a funny story. Well, it's not funny, but an interesting story today. Um, about a time that Toby Keith was golfing with Clint Eastwood. And it was the day before Clint's 88th birthday, and Toby said, so what are you doing for your birthday? He goes, oh, starting a movie tomorrow. And he was like, geez, you're 88 years old and starting a new movie. You know, you know, you ever going to stop? And he goes, you know, the guy, the man always comes, the old man always comes to my door, but I don't let, I don't answer it. So, you know, I think Clint Eastwood's going to be around for a long time. I think you just changed him. Yeah, you said it now. He's in his 90s. I saw it on a YouTube or YouTube video today, so. Fuck it. Not my fault. 
John hath cursed Clint Eastwood. Well, if he dies, then I'll just, I'll go with him. And you guys can carry this on in my legacy. Hunter will step up. Yeah, okay. Christ, it took us two hours to record. Welcome to the Movie Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. I didn't even get a take I could use, so. All right. Upcoming movies. What do we got? So we have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll. He has burnt through eight of his nine lives. Puss sets out on an epic journey to find the mystical last wish and restore his nine lives. Um, I never saw the first one, but I think this one actually got really good reviews. So I mean, it's, it's Shrek universe, so yeah, I'm sure it was good. Yeah, those are always fun. Um, we have Babylon, uh, decadence, depravity, and outrageous excess lead to the rise and fall of several ambitious dreamers in 1920s Hollywood. So, you know, this is Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Tobey Maguire, bunch of cameos. Um, should be it's it's super long, but should be pretty crazy and fun. I think I'm gonna see that this week. Um, we have the pale blue eye. Uh, veteran detective Augustus Landor investigates a series of grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who will who will eventually go on to become the world famous Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I think I believe this is Christian Bale and a Netflix movie. Um, and then we have Woman Talking, which is women in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile with their faith after a series of sexual assaults. Yeah, I'll probably end up seeing Puss in Boots. That's about it. But uh upcoming Blu-rays released on December 20th. Uh War Games is coming to 4K. The 1976 version of The Taking of Pelham. Pelham 123 is coming to 4K. That's the Walter Matthau one. Uh, Tia is coming to 4K in Blu-ray. Cinema's First Nasty Woman is coming to Blu-ray. Wild Bill is coming to Blu-ray. Secret Headquarters is coming to Blu-ray. And the movie I am excited for, Paradise City, with John Travolta and Bruce Willis, is coming to Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Coming out on streaming, we got Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, coming to Netflix on twelve twenty three. Can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. Tech billionaire Miles Braun invites his friends for a getaway on his private Greek island when someone turns up dead. Detective Benoit Blanc is put on the case. And the pale blue eye, which Kyle just mentioned, will be out on twelve twenty three on Netflix. If you own an Amazon Fire Stick, apparently there's a bunch of bonus features to Glass Onion. By you, you play a mystery game on your Amazon Fire Stick. I was just reading about that. So, all right, boys, what have you watched this week? Kyle, you've been gone for a while. Start us off. I was here last week. Um. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I watched One Hour Photo, which I'll talk about later. Ooh, love that movie. Yeah. Don't Open Till Christmas, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and then A Christmas Horror Story, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and then I unfortunately saw the new Avatar movie. Sorry. You didn't like the new Avatar movie? 
the last like 45 minutes was like fucking awesome but like the lead up to that is the first two and a half hours to get there was (laughs) yeah it was uh it was quite the slog but it i will say like i feel like if i was like a nine-year-old watching that movie i would be like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever so yeah it's definitely a good like kids family movie for sure and like it's i can see it's end up being huge with Oh, I know. If a bunch of kids see it, they're going to be fucking amazed because it does look cool. So, all right, Justin, what have you watched? Well, I've watched a Christmas story. I've watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I watched uh, The Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I made the uh, unfortunate mistake of. Uh, actually uh sitting down and watching Black Adam. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that, uh yeah, I was right. <laughs> you're, you're excited for Black Adam too, I assume? It, it, uh, no, thank God it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, it, it, it pretty much watched exactly how I felt it was going to watch from watching the previews. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Rock was very monotone. Not it wasn't great. They're trying to turn the bad guy into the good guy type thing, and I don't know. It, no, thank God they canceled the second one. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to see him fight Henry Cavill and Superman and all that, but we all know that's not going to happen now. Um, so now it's definitely better. Yeah. So now they're saying that they're going to reboot the entire DCU, but after the twenty twenty three movies come up, why even to. bother? They need to just destroy it. And, and James Gunn is catching a lot of shit for comments that he's made. Apparently. Well, yeah, because he's not using Henry Cavill. Everybody yeah. wants him for Superman. Yeah. So, But I have I mean, to agree with him. We don't need another Superman origin story. We know how Superman starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, I mean, I, I like James Gunn, so I, I trust him. And they do at this point need to start over because there's so much going on. And like, it's all sucked so far. Yeah, they've had a few shining moments, but I mean, honestly, I feel like the my favorite ones were the the newest Suicide Squad and then Peacemaker, which are both James Gunn. So yeah, Um, Um, I would agree there. I mean, Wonder Woman was okay. The second one sucked. Yeah, I haven't Um, seen the second one, but the first one, yeah. Justice League was absolutely horrendous. Just did you? slog. Did you watch the Zack Snyder Justice League? Yeah, it didn't make it any better. It was a little bit better, but not much. Yeah. I don't think I've watched the DC movie. Be glad. Alright, well, I've watched uh, Trapped in Paradise with John Lovitz and um, Nicolas Cage, Dana Carvey. I'd never seen that before. I found it quite interesting. Entertaining. I watched Home Alone 2. I watched uh, Bad Moms. I watched Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising. I watched Jingle All the Way. Um, I watched A Christmas Story, uh, Blockers, and then tonight, before recording, I watched Don't Worry Darling. That is a fucking good movie. Oh, you liked it? I did. I, Yeah. Yeah. I've, I haven't watched it yet, but I feel like it's been very decisive. Some people really like it. Some people think yeah. it's fucking awful. But. 
So I think this is the first time I've actually ordered a movie, gotten it, and watched it right away. It's been a while. <laughs> and tomorrow night I'll be watching The Brave Little Toaster. If anybody needs me. Get All right. Cry. Shut up. It's been an emotional week, man. It's only Monday. All right. Time for the news. Um, both Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith are back for next year's Saws 10. A Saw 10. And the latest casting news has been sent. Renata Vaca from Midnight Family. Paulette Hernandez from Crown of Tears. Joshua Akamato from Control Z. And Octavio. Hinojosa. Hinojosa from Come Play With Me have also signed on. An official press release from Lion Gates has informed us that Savam Makodi Lude from Ragarok, Stephen Brand from The Sandman, and Michael Beach from Dahmer will also star in the film. We learned last week that, well, it's now in production from Lionsgate and Twisted Pitches. Twisted Pitches, the new film, is slated for release on October 27, 2023. Zachary's 30th. All right, we have a... Matthew Lillard and Josh Hutchinson are set for Bloomhouse's feature take on the popular video game Five Nights at Freddy's. Characters they are playing are not being specified. Production on the film is set to begin in February in Nolens. That should be interesting. I hope they do it like Willy's Wonderland. Oh, I think. Wait. I basically. I mean, I, I remember playing the first game whenever it came out, and if I think. Josh Hutcherson, if he plays, like, the main character, and the Matthew Lillard. There's, like, a guy who leaves a bunch of messages that, like, worked there before. That's, like, perfect mm-hmm. casting. I think that could yeah. be really fun. I've never played the game, but Hunter's interested in it all of a sudden. I don't know where the hell he learns this crap, but you should probably. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he was asking for the game for Christmas, and I'm like, whatever. It's it's a, <laughs> It's actually terrifying. I remember when I was playing it when I was, like, well, Hunter watched Black Adam by himself yesterday. So. <laughs> you didn't get any calls about nightmares, did you? Nope. <laughs> That's a violent movie. <laughs> um, so John Cena and Jason Momoa have signed on to star in the action comedy Killer Vacation from Warner Brothers. Details as to the film's plot are under wraps. But Mark and Brian Gunn uh, from Brightburn wrote the script. John Ricard and Peter Safran will produce the picture. And had been this had been set up at the studio before Safran and James Gunn kind of took charge of the DC. So, you know, they, their actors are still staying in studio and all that, it seems. Perfect marketing for this movie would be release it on Valentine's Day next year. Oh, in 2024. Because if it's going to be like a action comedy, men will want to go see it, and women will want to go see it to see John Cena and Jason Momoa together. So there you go, Warner Brothers, pay me. <laughs> so wrestling superstar Chris Jericho, fresh off his supporting role in the horror breakout Terrifier 2, is set to lead the cast in a wrestling-themed horror dark match. Jericho will start with Alicia Issa, from Transplant, Stephen Ogue from The Walking Dead, Sarah Canning from The Vampire Diaries, Michael Eglin, Winona Earp, 
and Jonathan Cherry from Goom. The Department 9, Department 9 Studios film, which recently wrapped in Edmonton, Canada, sees a small-time wrestling company accept a high-paying gig in the backwoods town, only to discover when they arrive that the community is led by a mysterious cult leader with devious plans for their match. Maybe this will be a little better than pro wrestlers versus zombies. Mm. I don't know. Never heard of it. What? Pro wrestlers versus zombies? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Well, we, we need to do a com- commentary for that one. Jim Duggan, Roddy Piper, Matt Hardy, Shane Douglas. All right. It's time for our picks of the week. Justin, go ahead. All right. In honor of Glass Onion coming out, I have picked Knives Out. Uh, novelist Harlan Thrombey is, uh, novelist Harlan Thrombey is mysterious, but there's one thing that renowned detective Benoit Blanc knows for sure. Everyone in the wildly dysfunctional Thrombey family is a suspect. Now Blanc must sift through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth. I think you missed part of that on the uh, synopsis. Well, that's why you guys are supposed to review these before. <laughs> eh, it's fine. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's one of those yeah. great ensemble casts. I believe Kyle movies. picked Chris that a Evans. couple months ago, too, by the way. Yeah, probably. Probably. But I picked it because the sequel's coming out. So shut up. I think I, I don't think I picked it. I think Justin picked it before. I might have. Yeah, he probably did. Stupid. It's a great movie. Shut your mouth. All right, Damn I'm gonna go hole. now. My pick is Jingle All the Way. What if I wanted to go second? Well, guess what? You probably picked it, Jingle All the Way last year. I probably picked it. We didn't have a part. We didn't start this till February. A father vows to get his son a Turbo Man figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. Go ahead, Kyle. Yes, yes, um, yes. I picked One Hour Photo, which is about Cy Parrish, who runs a one-hour photo developing lab in a small mall. He's a perfectionist about his work and generous to his regular customers, including a typical family headed by Will Yorkin. Over the years, he's seen their family grow through their photographs, but when he sees evidence of Yorkin being unfaithful, unfaithful, coupled with a threat to his position, his already precarious mental state tips over the edge. So yeah, this is Robin Williams, and it's uh, super creepy and just so great. Robin Williams is just so great in it. This is one of his greatest movies. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's infatuated with the um, the mother of the family, I guess, and his performance. Mm-hmm. Almost as good as his SVU episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's time for our main topic. Our last in the Christmas comedy countdown series. We are discussing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. As the holidays approach, Clark Griswold wants to have the perfect family Christmas. So he pesters his wife, Ellen, and children as he tries to make sure everything is in line, including the tree and house decorations. However, things go awry quickly. His hick cousin, Eddie, and his family show up unplanned and start living in the camper on the Griswold property. Even worse, Clark's employers 
renege on the holiday bonus he needs. This was released on December 1st of 1981, directed by... 89. 89, I'm sorry. Directed by Jeremiah S. Chick. Chick? Chick, Chick. Screenplay by John Hughes. Music composed by Angelo Badalamente. He he just died last week, I think. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it might have been earlier. Yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I remember seeing that name. Uh, It had a box office of 73.3 million U.S. and only a budget of 25 million United States dollars. Rated PG-13 for crude humor, language, and sexual innuendo. Currently streaming on Fubo, Fubo, Fubo TV and HBO Max. Um, all right, buckle in. We got a lot of cast members we have chevy chase as clark w sparky griswold jr beverly d'angelo as ellen griswold juliette lewis as audrey griswold johnny galecki as russ griswold diane ladd as nora griswold e.g marshall as art smith doris roberts as francis smith miriam flynn as katherine johnson randy quaid as eddie johnson cody berger as rocky johnson ellen hamilton ladson as ruby sue johnson William Hickey as Louis Griswold, May Quistel as Bethany Griswold, Sam McMurray as Bill, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus as Margot Chester, Nicholas Guest as Todd Chester, Brian Doyle-Murray as Frank Shirley, Italian No Gulick as Helen Shirley, Nicolette Scorsese as Mary, a lingerie clerk counter, um... Alexander Folk as lead SWAT officer, and then Doug Lewin as the voice of the parade announcer. Tell your dog to stop snoring. <laughs> All right. So I was wondering what the hell that was. <laughs> yeah. And then he had somebody on a dirt bike driving by. <laughs> or right. he ate Taco Bell. <laughs> All right. So this is the just the second or the third installment in the National Lampoon's Vacation series. This second was third. Third, okay. So this you got after European and before Vegas. Yes, well so, before Vegas. All right. So what do you guys think about the setting? This yeah. movie is tremendous. I mean, you know, it's it's got a very you know, an, an, uh, you know, an upper, upper middle class there neighborhood. You got your snobby neighbors next door. So oh, pretty, pretty typical suburbia. When I was reading facts about the movie, the house that the uh, Todd and Margot live in is the same house that the Murtaugh family lived in in all four Lethal Weapon movies. That's good. To know. The houses are all on a street on the Water Brothers back lot. Yeah, I don't doubt it. You'd think we would have, you're gonna have to go back and watch Lethal Weapon now and see if the Griswolds live next door. <laughs> well, yeah, just have to watch the end of the first one when he's fighting the, um, mm-hmm. crazy dude there. Check it out. But I mean, yeah, no, this, this was great. Just great. Kyle, yeah. yes, your thoughts? 
Um, yeah, and I like how, you know, it's different. I, I don't think I've seen European, but I've seen all the other ones. But it's nice because it just takes place at just their house mostly, which is fun. Because it's, you know, it's a little different from the other ones. Um, and then, actually, I haven't seen any of the Lethal Weapon movies. I just want to put that What the? <laughs> Oh, oh God help us! Man. He really—he's just gonna call him the anchor. He really knows how to bring this show down. Damn. <laughs> but once again, remember there is a big age gap between us. You're what, twenty-three, twenty-four? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. I'm thirty-eight. Justin's almost forty. Shut up! I'm thirty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be forty till next year. So, um. Despite it being a Christmas movie, Christmas Day has never seen the movie ends on Christmas Eve. Well, I mean, so, what else could have happened? So, how about the cinematography of the movie? How do you guys feel it being shot, like the scene when he's going down the hill on the saucer? I mean, they they did a good job. I mean, it's the 80s. So, I mean, you can go back, you you watch the scene where he's actually, like, waxing up the board, and they show down the hill, and you clearly see the debt cord running down, you yeah. know. And then afterwards, you can see it just as clear when he shoots down there. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, given what they had available to him, it was pretty good. And kind of like uh, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, you know, with the red and the, the Christmas lights, definitely gives it that Christmassy feel. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's your standard '80s movie, but it looks good. It doesn't look bad or anything. You know, I mean, it's still like a high budget for a comedy movie, especially in that time. So yeah. So uh, apparently, when they. uh we're shooting the scene when Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany show up. A real-life earthquake made the cameras shake slightly. And that take was left in the movie. So, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, never noticed any shake or anything. Yeah. But I don't tend to pay attention to things that closely. Yeah. Too many things going on. So, so the effects, you know, the Christmas lights, the board scene that we discuss um, you know when he's up in the attic how do you guys feel like do you feel it all brings the movie together yeah I mean I feel like none of it's like over the top effects where it feels like super goofy Um, like obviously there's a ton of Christmas lights but it never feels like too ridiculous like obviously when it you know the whole town (laughs) The power goes Yeah, and they, they flip <laughs> yeah. like a nuclear but, switch, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not crazy over the top. Yeah, yeah, um, and that because I haven't seen these in a while, so a part of me was expecting them to be super goofy and like over the top, but it's a little, it's not that over the top, really. But I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like everything he does, it's like it, it, it's something that you know he, everybody's done one of the things he's done. Yeah, you know. You, you do something wrong in the front yard doing decorations or something, and yeah, Santa winds up taking the brunt end of your fist and foot and gets flung across the yard or something. That's why yeah, I, I mean, don't that, have that, that, Christmas all that stuff happens. Up. Exactly. That, that's, you know, that's life. It just, you just happen to be this poor schmubboo. And you and know, everything happened. As, 
as coworker says in the movie, he is the last true family man, you know, wanting that perfect Christmas with the lights, the perfect tree going out and cutting it down, the, you know, the perfect gift of the pool. Like, Clark Griswold is every dad in America, you know. And, you know, still dreaming about the uh, lady at the store, the counter. <laughs> yes, know. we know you're what your favorite scene is. Yes, 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 we know. <laughs> Santa, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually on right now. <laughs> it's always on right now. It's Christmas. And this is the greatest Christmas movie. No, I mean, that scene is actually on. I'm watching the movie, and it's actually on right now. I was wondering why you sat up a little bit more. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Hands the, where I can see them. So the uh, production uh, design, cost, the costumes for the characters, I believe they all uh, kind of fit their character. You know, oh, yeah. Like I love the um, the uncle with the Lewis with the uh, with the wig, the toupee that comes off. Um, uh, cousin Eddie, who's actually based on a real person from Texas, I believe. You know, with the I don't doubt it. You know, sure, we all have a cousin like that. I like to the scene when he has, you know, the hockey mask and the chainsaw and all that. <laughs> it's a great design. And the neighbor's like, where are you going to put that thing? We'll bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> you know. You know, we all have neighbors we don't like. Some think they're better than others, you know. But whatever. Why is there water on the carpet? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and going back to the effects, uh, how about the scene with the cat? Ah, that is oh, yeah. classic. That's one of my that's one of my favorite scenes. As a person that does not like cats, I enjoy that scene thoroughly every time I watch it. I mean, just <laughs> so the director um, originally was going to be Chris Columbus of Home Alone and Harry Potter directing fame was slated to direct Christmas Vacation, but didn't get along with the show's leading man Chevy Chase, so he left the project and went to work on John Hughes's Home Alone instead. And Jeremiah took over on Christmas vacation. I love how you skipped the last name that time. Yeah. So, um, do you think this would have been a different movie if it was Chris Columbus that had stayed on directing it? I mean, probably, but, you know, I, I can't say by how much. Yeah. I mean, you still have, you know, Chevy Chase is going to be Chevy Chase. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Eddie's gonna be Eddie. Yeah. And like, either way. Eddie might have been more Eddie, but who knows? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, either way, John Hughes wrote it, so, um, Mm -hmm. it was still had that feel. Yeah. But, you know, that was nice of John Hughes to give Chris Columbus, like, another movie, which, one of my favorite movies, Home Alone. So. How about the casting? I don't think of these movies coming out that close together. Well, this was 89. Home Alone was 90. So we're looking at about a year apart. It just, it just seems weird to me. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like 
but you know they all have that eighties feel to them, you know with uh kind of like the way the movie is is filmed, so the casting, of course, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo back. <laughs> I mean, you could, you can't replace them. No, you can't replace Randy Quaid as as an Eddie. I mean, Chin was full. <laughs> I could see Gary Busey playing that character, though. Yeah, maybe now. <laughs> Not back then. <laughs> so the the kids, uh, Audrey and um, Rusty, Rusty. um. Johnny Galecki from The Big Bang Theory and Roseanne took mm-hmm. over f- from um, Anthony Michael Hall. Michael Hall and Juliette Lewis took over from Dana Barron. I never realized this was Johnny Galecki until I was reading the, the notes. Oh, for yeah. the- mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. oh, the shit is full scenes on. He's outside smoking a cigar and drinking a beer. Shit was full. <laughs> so, uh, I believe in every vacation movie, they change the kids' characters. With the exception of uh, Christmas Vacation 2, where Dana Barron comes back and plays Audrey. Well, uh, didn't Anthony Michael Hall play Rusty twice? No, it was a different kid in European. That's right. And it was a different kid in Vegas, too, right? Yeah, definitely in Vegas. And, you know, so it was six years between the original and this movie coming out. And, you know, producers just expected fans not to notice. And Ed Helms takes over as uh, Rusty as an adult in Vacation. Yes, but the daughter from Vegas comes back, doesn't she? Isn't she in I, that movie? I believe one of them came back. I think it's her. I believe it's the daughter from Vegas Vacation came back to play Audrey again. Yeah, it might 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 have been. Yeah, because she, she was the one going out with uh, what's his face there, Mister Monster Dong. Yeah, um, right there. <clears throat> So, uh, this was also the final film of May Questel, whose film career began in 1930 as the voice of Betty Boop. Did not know that was the voice of Betty Boop. <laughs> I love when they tell you. And the home <laughs> of the <blade. laughs> And they all. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't the girl from Vegas Vacation. It was Leslie Mann. Oh, that's right. So, Kyle, have you have you seen The Last Vacation with Ed Helms and Christina Applegate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember liking that one, too. So, what's your guys' favorite scene in this movie? Um, 
I mean, I don't know about favorite. I do really think that when the, all the police officers come in and they're all frozen, that's funny. <laughs> she got her hands on his balls. She... Yeah, yeah. That was not in the script. She just did that on the first take, and they said, roll with it. And they didn't even know the guy was in there. How are they going to come in so aggressively? I I don't think there are very many of those Winnebago's driving around those. Well, cities. they also broke into the neighbor's <laughs> house. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think my favorite scene, I think it has to be the cat. The cat? The cat. Granted, you know, it got there wrapped up in a present, so that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> yeah, this one's moving. <laughs> I love riding Claus, Claus clock. That scene's I'm actually so on right now. I'm married to that clock. <laughs> um, Kyle, what you, you said you don't have a favorite scene? Oh, you did? No, I said the... Uh... <laughs> It's your turn, John. Oh. I love the scene when he, like, plugs in the lights and nothing happens. And then he's fiddling with all of them. And then, like, the wife goes and turns on the light in the garage and they turn on. And he's all excited. And she shuts it off. Hallelujah. And he does the flip out. And, he, you know, when he slams the two plugs together and she realizes that the plug is. That would be something I would do. So how do you guys feel about the length, about 137 minutes? I mean, an hour and 30 minutes, 37 minutes. Again, 90 minutes. Perfect. Can't beat it. Got just enough in. And, you know, you know the scene with the squirrel and the dog. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Bumpus's dogs. So there was a direct sequel to this in 2003, which was Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Um, it did not live up to the original. It just scored a 12% from the viewers on the Rotten Tomatoes. Have you guys seen this? I think I was forced to watch it with you, wasn't I? We probably did. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. when I was little, I saw it. Ed Asner as um, the uncle. Um Marion Flynn returns, Randy Quaid, and they get sent because they get sent on a Hawaiian vacation because a monkey bit Cousin Eddie in the rear end that he worked with. And they get trapped on a desert, trapped on a desert island. It's pretty, it's funny, but it's like, you know, once, once every couple of years. This is shortly before he really went down the fucking (laughs) nutty road. So, yeah. I mean, So, Can't really expect much of it. Would you guys recommend this movie? 1000%. This is the best Christmas movie out there. Yeah. I don't care about your home alones and your elves and no, this. This is the one that needs to be watched. Kyle? Yeah, definitely recommend. I think it's the most true to life. Yes. I would also recommend it, especially around Christmas time, maybe in July for a little Christmas in July action, but 
I think we've all been down this at one point, the big family get-together. Shit goes crazy, I know. Have they been down the holiday room? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kyle, I'm, I'm sure our Christmas will be like this on Sunday. I doubt it. We're not that interesting. Oh, trust me, it's going to be fun. Not that interesting. Please. We had a sitcom for your dad. We can't say that name. I know. If I say it too loud, his dog might flip out. <laughs> oh, when when she cuts the turkey. He cuts the turkey and deflates. Oh, yeah, that was funny. The whole dinner scene was honestly so funny. <laughs> All right. How many mugs? Kyle? Four. Justin? Five. Five. Wow, Justin gave a five. Five. I'm giving it a four. It currently has a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a Rotten Tomato score of 71. So, check it out. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. All right. Discussion time. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? If you want it to be, it can be. If you don't want it to be, it doesn't have to be. It has all the elements. It has all the elements, so I do agree. I mean, for me, it's one of those things, it's kind of integral to the plot. Um, Because there's not very many opportunities throughout the year where you're going to get, you know, a company like that, get a lot of their... Big wigs, one room, the rest of the building is empty. You know, easy way to sneak in, easy way to get out. You know, I think it's kind of integral to the plot that it happens at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, no, it's that's kind of kind of important to it. So, yeah, but and I mean, we never hear the lines "ho ho ho." I have a machine gun. No, and I mean it's it's not. I mean it's it's a Christmas movie for people who aren't Christmas people. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you know it, it, it's it's the you know if you don't want that sappy. Oh, all is right in the world. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing. You know, you <laughs> want you know a movie. You know, it's a Christmas movie for people who don't like Christmas movies. An action movie. Okay, so. I was thinking about it today. Rocky Four, Christmas movie or not? No. Takes place on Christmas Day, the fight. I don't care. It's not integral. Yeah. It could have happened any day of the goddamn year. Any day. But it happened on Christmas. I don't care. I just thought I'd throw that in there for shits and giggles, so. If he was fighting Santa... Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Kyle, have you seen Rocky Four? Yeah, I've seen all the Rockies. Okay, good boy. All right. I what? <laughs> I said I haven't seen all the Rockies. What haven't you seen? Which one? Probably the last one. Rocky Balboa? Rocky Balboa? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Didn't we go see that in theaters? I don't think so. What was the boxing movie we went and saw in theaters? I don't know. 
Oh, never mind. Grudge match with De Niro. Maybe. All right. Our last episode of the year. Let's close the bar down. Yo, close the bar down. Oh, wait a minute. He needs to do the thing. You didn't color it for him. He's the host. He has to say it. The bar is now closed. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube. Oh, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get official Movie Bar shirts at bonfire.com slash store slash movies dash bar dash podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and mo- most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Join Whatnot using our link at whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bar and get a $15 credit for free. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. Play ball. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol?